0: Sandy Koufax walked out to the mound to pitch a fateful ninth where he turned in a no-hitter. But tonight, September the 9th, 1965, he made the toughest walk of his career, I'm sure, because through eight innings he has pitched a perfect game. He has struck out 11. He has retired 24 consecutive batters. And the first man he will look at is catcher Chris Cruz, big right-hand hitter wide to center, grounded to short. The Krasuski is now at second base, and Colfax ready and delivers. Curve ball for a strike. <laughs> oh and one the count to Chris Krug. Out on deck to pinch hit is one of the men we mentioned earlier, as a possible Joey Amalfitano. Here's the strike one pitch to Cruz. Fast ball, swung on and missed strike two. You can almost taste the pressure now. Koufax lifted his cap, ran his fingers through his black hair, then pulled the cap back down, fussing at the bill. Crude must feel it, too, as he backs out, heaves a sigh, took off his helmet, put it back on, and steps back up to the plate. Trususki is over to his right to fill up the middle. Kennedy is deep to guard the line. The strike two pitch on the way. Fastball outside, ball one. Krug started to go after it and held up and Torborg held the ball high in the air trying to convince Vargo but he said no sir one and two the count to Chris Krug it is 9.41 p.m. on September the 9th the one-two pitch on the way curve ball tap foul off to the left of the plate the Dodgers defensively in this fine tingling moment Sandy Koufax and Jeff Torborg the boys who will try and stop anything hit their way. Wes Parker, Dick Trusiewski, Maury Wills, and John Kennedy. The outfield of Lou Johnson, Willie Davis, and Ron Fairley. And there's a 29,000 people in the ballpark and a million butterflies. 29,139 paid. Go Facts into his windup and the 1-2 pitch. Fastball foul back out of play. In the Dodger dugout, Al Ferrara gets up and walks down near the runway, and it begins to get tough to be a teammate and sit in the dugout and have to watch. Sandy, back of the rubber, now toes it, all the boys in the bullpen straining to get a better look as they look through the wire fence in left field. One and two, the count to Chris Cruz. Colfax feet together, now to his wind-up in the 1-2 pitch, fastball outside, ball two. A lot of people in the ballpark now are starting to see the pitches with their heart. The pitch was outside, Torborg tried to pull it over the plate, but Vargo, an experienced umpire, wouldn't go for it. Two and two, the count to Chris Cruz. Sandy reading signs into his wind-up, 2-2 two, two pitch. fast ball got him swinging. Sandy Koufax has struck out 12. He is two outs away from a perfect game. Here is Joe Amalfatano to pinch it for Don Kessinger.
1: Joe Amalfitano.
0: Amal Fatano is from Southern California, from San Pedro. He was an original bonus boy with the Giants. Joey's been around, and as we mentioned earlier, he has helped to beat the Dodgers twice, and on deck is Harvey Keene. Kennedy is tight to the bag at third, to fastball a strike. Oh, and one with one out in the ninth inning, one nothing, Dodgers. Sandy Reading into his wind-up in the strike-one pitch. curveball, ball, tap foul, and 2 And Amalfitano walks away and shakes himself a little bit and swings the bat. And Koufax, with a new ball, takes a hitch at his belt and walks behind the mound. I would think that the mound at Dodgers Stadium right now is the loneliest place in the world. Candy fussing, looks in to get his sign. 0-2 to Amalfitano The strike two fits to Joe. Fast forward, swung on him, missed strike three. He is one out away from the promised land. And Harvey Keene is coming up. Keene is batting for Bob Henley. The time on the scoreboard is 9.44, the date September the 9th, 1965. And Koufax working on veteran Harvey Keene. Sandy into his windup and the pitch of fastball for a strike. He has struck out, by the way, five consecutive batters. And that's gone unnoticed. Sandy ready, in the strike one pitch. Very high, and he lost his hat. He really forced that one. That's only the second time tonight where I have had the feeling that Sandy threw instead of pitch, trying to get that little extra. And that time he tried so hard, his hat fell off. He took an extremely long stride to the plate, and Torborg had to go up to get it. One and one to Harvey Keane. Now he's ready. Fastball high. Ball two. You can't blame a man for pushing just a little bit now. Sandy backs off, mops his fired runs his left index finger along his fire, drives it off on his left pants leg. All the while, Keene just waiting. Now Sandy looks in. Into his windup and the 2-1 pitch to Keene. Swung on and missed like two. It is 9.46 p.m. Two and two to Harvey Keene. One strike away. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed the perfect game. scoreboard in right field. It is 9.46 p.m. in the city of the Angels, Los Angeles, California. And a crowd of 29,139 just sitting in to see the only pitcher in baseball history to hurl four no-hit, no-run games. He has done it four straight years, and now he capped it on his fourth no-hitter. He made it a perfect game. And Sandy Koufax, whose name will always remind you of strikeouts, did it with a flourish. He struck out the last six consecutive batters. So when he wrote his name in capital letters in the record books, that K stands out even more than the OUFAX.
1: The major leagues, well, there's never been better poetry in motion on the air than this call. And in 1995, we asked Vince Scully... Uh, to find out why he called the time in that broadcast, why call called the time every minute as the perfect game reached its climax. Every time I do a game that's a potential no-hitter, when it comes to the ninth inning, uh, the engineer in the studio automatically records the ninth inning. And it doesn't make any difference whether it's a Dodger or not, because if it's the opposition, we give him the tape So he has it uh, for the rest of his life. Dennis Martinez, for instance, uh, he has the tape of his ninth inning when he pitched the perfect game against the Dodgers. Anyway, Sandy Kovacs had already pitched three no-hitters. And when I do the tape of a guy who's pitching a no-hitter, for his benefit only, I always put the date on the tape. So that 30 years from now, when he's playing it for his grandchildren, he will hear that on July and so 19th, so I do that as a matter of course. Well now I've done that three times for Sandy Koufax, so as it was coming to the ninth inning I wasn't so wrapped up in the perfect game and all of that drama as I was thinking what could I do to make this a little extra special in case Sandy does it. And for some reason I will never know why because it means nothing to a baseball game, I started to give the time. And so as he walked out to the mound, I'm saying, and so at 9.48 p.m. on this 1965 at Dodger Stadium, Sandy Koufax, and then as each out was recorded, I would give the time, only thinking that this will be fun for Sandy to have 30 years from now, 40 years from now. Well, when the game ended, the next day, the one thing everybody talked about, was how dramatic it was that I was giving the time, thinking I had this great sense of theater, when all the while, all I was trying to do was uh, give Sandy a little something extra for the tape.